Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining me today is a young man by the name of Dusan Matuska, who is on a mission to orange pill 100 million people by the year 2030. But he's going to do this at the grassroots level. We are talking primary schools and you are going to love the project he's putting together and the feedback he's already getting from the schools that he's targeting. This is a classic orange pill rabbit hole give back to the community story and this young man is full of so much energy i can't wait to see how this pans out now before we get to the interview please make sure you are stacking some sats make sure you're stacking sats in the uk with coinfloor.co.uk bitcoin only exchange yeah you heard me bitcoin only exchange across europe r-e-l-a-i relay.ch forward slash bitten bitcoin only Fiat cost average app and in the US swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten bitcoin only US dollar dollar cost average your way out of dollars into bitcoin let's go these companies all bitcoin purely bitcoin no noise but once you've started stacking you have to take control now the bitbox 02 hardware wallet will help you do that it's full of just bitcoin nothing else there's no other nonsense on there bitcoin only wallet full of really good privacy security features it's easy to use you guys are gonna love it whether you're a beginner or you're just adding to your stash of other hardware wallets it's worth checking out shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten enjoy this one with dusan dusan welcome to the show man welcome welcome daniel hi there how are you? Uh, how are you doing? It's been. Uh, I, I've just seen your tweet. It seems to have been a, a pretty exciting week for you. It really was. Um, we just finished the crowdfunding campaign for for the book for kids, and it's amazing. We got uh, huge support. And just a few minutes ago, I was recording uh, um, like a report to a news about what Elon tweeted. So the mainstream media are kind of following up the the Bitcoin news, and they are interested in what's going on there. So. I I try to explain why it's not that uh, huge news for Bitcoin and the Bitcoin will will just take care of itself without Elon. Without Elon, because Honey Badger doesn't care. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Lauren, do you want to ask uh, Dusan the uh, the first couple of questions? Uh, yeah. So um, I heard that you have like the little Bitcoin books and like the big Bitcoin book and you bring it into schools. Um, I'm going to ask, why did you decide to bring the Bitcoin books into schools? Mm-hmm. Just to just to clarify, the Little Bitcoin book is a different book. We're talking about the uh, Bitcoin money book, which was because, written by... Um, because get, get. This, the, the, the books are here, so I thought... Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dusan can tell us about the book that, that he did. 
Yeah, um, so why I decided? Well, it was about a year ago when my friend approached me and asked me if I know about some materials for teachers about Bitcoin because kids were asking them about that and the teachers had no idea how to explain. Um, so I started to search and one of my friends pointed me to a Bitcoin money book written by Mike Karras, the Bitcoin rabbi. And I read the book and I interested, fell in love with it. And I said like, this is a, something that all kids in Slovakia should read. So I contacted Michael and we made a deal. So I bought the author rights. I did a Slovak translation during one weekend. And right now uh, we finished the crowdfunding campaign. And why I decided actually to go to the schools, I used to teach kids uh, about three, four years ago. And I used to teach them mathematics, physics, and it was my huge passion teaching in general. So it's, it's kind of following me through my life. Whatever I learn and I have passion for, I immediately want to spread it out and, and teach as many people as, as possible. And that was the reason why I decided to bring Bitcoin to schools, because when I realized how explaining math easily can help them establish their like confidence in math and like realize that it's not that difficult to learn math, um, that was the moment when I decided I really want to be like educator. Okay. Would you like to send to teach you some math? <laughs> I don't really like math. She see, she doesn't really like math. That's a good material to work with because they, these were the kids that were coming to me, and uh, just by a few lessons, I, I got them from their four grades because we in Slovakia we have one to five. The one is the best, fifth is the worst, worst. And I got them from grade fours up to twos or ones. So uh, it's just a matter of explanation and just, you can fall in love with it. Trust me. <laughs> Why do you think you don't like it? I don't know. It's just sometimes it gets hard and get angry because I thought it was this and then it gets confusing. You're right. Yeah, it sometimes we, gets hard. That's true. We have, um, like word problem books and, and some of the word problems, I don't know if you find this as a teacher, I find the word problems to be an awful way to teach kids, to be honest. Um, like, so, like they got the answers wrong too. Like some answers were wrong. Yeah. Like there's one like 270. Oh wait, no, sorry. No, that, that answer was right. There was like some readings that daddy couldn't understand. And he was like, I, I would have done this if, if I hadn't had yeah, but, uh, yeah, adults, it depends how you read something, you interpret it completely differently. Mm. Um, but so, yeah, I, I like your thoughts on that, actually, there, there, there must be some kind of reasoning to, to put kids through this. I mean, I, I guess it's trying to teach critical thinking, lateral thinking. But at the same time, I mean, I remember being tied up in knots with them when I, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, um, like little riddles um, that don't really make too much sense and aren't really that practical in everyday life even sometimes mm -hmm. and then you've got to solve the math formula behind it uh well i would need to see what exactly you mean by this kind of world problem because there are many kinds of it uh but i also hated them when i was a kid um but my my dad always told me like everything is written in the um in that sentence and it like really pushed me to search for like the connectors between the, the words and, and how to put it together so that you can come up with some math equation and then solve it. 
and I was just pushing hard and I, I couldn't grasp that concept by my, but my dad was telling me like everything is written there just read carefully and then when you crack it down it's like the huge satisfaction that wow you just figure out like how to put like these words the words problem into numbers and solve it and that was for me like a huge uh, excitement and passion afterwards do you have any more questions uh yeah i got one i think two i don't know um so is it rude to to ask how old are you <laughs> i'm 28 right now okay okay how old are you? So it wasn't weird. Look at that. You got a straight up answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird at all. <laughs> it's okay. And what was your next question? This is a weird one, but um, <laughs> do you have any kids? I don't have any kids right now yet. Uh, I have a girlfriend that I'm planning family with, and we spoke that in three to four years, we would like to have kids. And I'm looking forward for them. And I also want to uh, teach them in the homeschooling slash unschooling way. And that's for me, like I'm looking forward for that. Like I'm working, uh, I'm working my way so that I can dedicate my time to them as much as I can. Mm. And Bitcoin will aid this in mm. every way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> and homeschooling is the best. If you do it correctly. Yeah, well, there's there's no perfect, there's no magic wand to wave over homeschooling or unschooling. I mean, that the whole idea, the whole ethos of unschooling is to, you know, follow your passions, do yeah. what um, do what comes along, and and um, put things in um, <clears throat> put things in the way of kids that are going to help them learn what they're already interested in learning in the first place. And I believe that's that's the good thing to do. And yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to exploring this area with my kids and uh, I will contact you afterwards to share your experiences. I'll be looking forward for Absolutely. that. <laughs> okay, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah. Yep. Okay, bye. Thank yeah, you. you bye bye. <laughs> oh, I have to go make, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> She's going to go make me a coffee. Yeah. She's, trained, she's in training to, be, uh, to become the, the best barista in all of the land. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing one. I heard in the last podcast that uh, you told her like to bring beer, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. So in morning podcasts, it's uh, it's a coffee, mm -hmm. and in evening ones, it's uh, it's a beer. Okay, yeah, so we will so enjoy it together. Uh, I'm I'm having one as well right now. A coffee. Yeah. Perfect. Next time we do this, we'll do it in the evening, and we can have a beer because we're on the same time zone. At least we yeah, can have. Uh, that's true. We can have a Perot. So you're in Slovakia, is this correct? In Slovakia, right. In, in Bratislava, in the capital right now. This is where you were born and bred? Well, I was born about 80 kilometers from Bratislava in a small town, Pieszczany. And right now, for the last about 10 years already, I'm living here. I came here to study, study management uh, on university. And uh, I stayed here. I kind of fell in love here. You have a lot of things to do. Uh, the things are like bubbling around here. Um, I have amazing friends and communities. So I kind of like like Bratislava a lot. So what what I love about your your tweet, your posted tweet, something along the lines of, oh, I should have just read it, shouldn't I? <laughs> 
Well, you can read it to me. Like you, your goal by the end of 2030, what, why don't you drop your goal? Because I think it's probably going to be best coming straight from you. <laughs> so yeah, my, my goal by 2030, I would love to educate 100 million people about Bitcoin. And it came to me last year when the Corona came and at that moment, I, I was already teaching Bitcoin, but I still had other things to do. I, I was uh, uh, doing trainings on public speaking and some soft skills. But I was kind of, uh, this, this Corona hit me and I was thinking like, okay, things are changing and I would love to kind of rebuild my routines and, and missions, visions. And the more I was thinking, the, the, the more I came into like, I really want to dedicate my life into Bitcoin. And it was like, nothing else just just this topic but i really wanted to do um like impact and and help people understand because from the point i see here for example in slovakia people are always asking why bitcoin why do we need it why its existence and when i when i look into other countries like venezuela lebanon turkey like these people are not asking why they already got the why answered. They are asking how. And this is what really inspires me. Like I would love to help people around the world, mostly in countries with high inflation rates, with infrastructure, with Bitcoin infrastructure, with education, translation of the materials and kind of supporting the local educators. Because I see that the locality of education is super crucial. Uh, you, you cannot have the same impact with a large English YouTube channel rather than smaller local educators that really are in the in the culture of, of uh, their environment and this is what really drives me and I'm, I'm doing everything like to follow this mission and I remember seeing on a, a quick a quick clip I, I started watching one of your uh, interviews that you've done mm -hmm. and you talked about being primed for bitcoin since primary school <laughs> and i immediately stopped the video because i didn't want to know the answer I, <laughs> I i wanted to ask you about it here so i'm hearing it for the first time so explain to us why you think you were predisposed to bitcoin and then how you did get pulled into the rabbit hole <laughs> well uh as, as we spoke in the beginning about the math i really fell in love with mathematics when i was young when I was about six or seven, my my dad kind of brought me to math and he he was teaching me math. We were sitting in a kitchen during evenings and with my sister and he was kind of pushing the math into us because he was also a keen mathematician and physicist, electrotechnician. And we were crying the first years or the first months because we couldn't get it. And it, he was like giving us a lot of knowledge that we weren't ready for that yet. But a few years afterwards, I really fell in love with it and uh, I started to attend various math competitions and I was quite successful uh, with that. But I never thought the math will be something that kind of helps me in life or, or will be part of my, my journey. And when I, was, uh, when I came into uh, high school and university, uh, I started to teach math because for me, it was like a natural way how to help my uh, classmates and I could also earn some some money as a, as a student which was pretty amazing because for example on university when my peers were earning about five euros per hour 
I could earn 20 euros per hour by teaching. And it was, it was amazing. And I realized it's something that I love and it's something that kind of uh, help, helped me keep me alive and, and put bread into my mouth. But all the time during my studies and during my, my life, I was drawn into like projects related to freedom and everything like, like freedom related. So, uh, for example, what really got me was uh, my hobby sailing. I started sailing when I was 11 and for me it's like freedom on water. You can go anywhere just with the help of the wind and you can be free and just, just it, it, it was amazing like for me that the freedom that you can experience while sailing on a boat. And I, I also started to, uh, to kind of do entrepreneurship early when I was about 16, 17. We started to kind of bring headphones from China and sell it on uh, on secondhand markets here in Slovakia. So all the all the things I was doing were kind of really connected with freedom. That is my like the highest value. And in 2017, I I got into Bitcoin kind of more seriously when my friend told me about it. But we were not speaking about uh, the hype cycle or how you can earn money on that. But what really got me was the idea of, of decentralizing finance, of, of decentralizing the power over money, kind of eliminating monopoly of the money from the state. And these were the, the ideas that really struck me into my heart. And, and the next day or the next night I spent, like I was just studying Bitcoin till the morning. And the next morning I, I sent a message to my colleagues that I'm not coming to work for a few days because I just fell in love with this and I will spend a lot of hours just studying. So this was kind of my, my journey and I, I connected in Bitcoin, I connected my passion for freedom, passion for future and technologies and mathematics uh, and a passion for teaching. So like this is the combination that, uh, that I have and, uh, and that's why I'm, I'm really drawn into it. And there's no going back now. There's, there's no going back. And I was struggling with finding what would, what I want to do in my life. Like uh, I had many opportunities to go like on a teaching journey. Then I, I was thinking about uh, becoming like a, like a dance teacher because I'm dancing Latin dances. Like there were many things that I was thinking about. But really when you got into Bitcoin, it everything like clicked together like a puzzle. And there's like, there's no going back. And when somebody asking me like, oh, do you like t uh, spend your time just with Bitcoin or all the crypto? And I tell them, man, there is so much in Bitcoin. You cannot grasp everything. Like I don't have even interest and time to go into other crypto projects. Let's call them like uh, shit coins and stuff. But Bitcoin is, is beautiful and, and uh, endless rabbit hole. It's amazing. Wow. Awesome. Awesome to hear that. Uh that was your journey in and that you, you you feel and you have the tools equipped to give back so quickly you, you know you can turn your teaching career straight on its head with a laser focus yeah. to use the the meme of laser eyes <laughs> whereas many of us we come to this space and we just flail around like i i am gaining this knowledge i understand this i see this i want other people to understand it too but how do I teach them about it? Uh, I mean, for me, it was to start this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, for others, it might be a YouTube channel. For others, it might be write an article. Or, or for many of us, we make the mistake of just 
haranguing our friends and family about it. <laughs> I did the same in the beginning. <laughs> we all do it. Like if you fell in love with something, you want to tell everybody. You want to like grab everybody's hand and shout like, learn Bitcoin, like read it. But uh, yeah, it's not the best strategy to do. <laughs> so I love the fact you're going grassroots and you, you got... 1500 books, right? You crowdsourced enough money to get 1500 books into primary schools? Yes, currently 1500, but uh, the project also contains creating methodology on how to work with the book because I didn't just want to uh, crowdfund the books and send it to schools because it wouldn't make sense. The people, the, the teachers wouldn't be interested. They, they had no idea how to work with it because the book, it's not, um, it's not a, like a educational curriculum book like in a normal sense right it's more a storybook but if you put a, a good methodology with it uh, you can really get a lot from that because the the whole history of money is written in that simple story of kids in the bitville on a, from the barter through gold through paper money to bitcoin and i wanted to i want the methodology to take every chapter and spread it on one educational lesson so that in a five or six lessons kids will grasp the, the idea behind the book and then go a little bit more deeper into Bitcoin but not like deep technical stuff but more the philosophical ideological um, stuff and that, that is what kind of stuck in their heads and they will be thinking about how the money works and every time they will encounter paper money they will have a different view on that since that day. Have you written this up yet? This methodology? That, I'm in uh, a process. I'm in a process right now. Like uh, we had a lot of work with uh, with a crowdfunding campaign, a lot of like marketing needed to be done and communication. And we finished last week. And since uh, I, I started the methodology about a week ago and next week, uh, I'm going to continue and working on it. So. My plan is to finish it by the by the end of June, but I believe like in the mid June I should be finished. So I'm I'm uh, currently uh, asking various uh, teachers for help and educational institutions to kind of help out with that. So that's that's really like one of the main points. And afterwards, I'm I'm preparing like a platform where teachers will find uh, the PDF of the book, the methodology, the webinars for them. Uh, so, so they need to be educated as well. So we will be doing webinars uh, for teachers, how to understand Bitcoin in the first place, and then, then how to work with the book, how to work with the methodology so that they can uh, explain it to the kids in the, in the objective and the professional way, kind of. Would you be able to translate the methodology uh, back into English and, and perhaps open source that for anybody else that's looking to do this around the around the world or in any other different languages that people might be able to take it or maybe they could buy it from you? I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Definitely. I, I want to open source it and I will definitely translate it into English. So it will be free. It will be free to share, free to work with and free to contribute. Uh, we are living in a free um open source system and we're working with Bitcoin. So I want as many things as I can to to open source so that people can can benefit from that. So uh, because since the book is not my property, right? So uh, it's, it's written by Michael. I just did a translation. I was really hang keen on the, the whole idea. 
Um, so just translating into English, I see it as a, as a way to contribute to community and I believe Michael can share it, uh, share it to, with others and other people can translate it to their languages. So we can really build the Bitcoin uh, foundations and educations from the grassroots, like from the young generation. And I don't want to like push it into them. Like this is not the way I like educational system to work kind of like kind of let's put it into their throats. Um, I also want to cover the the risks involved with Bitcoin, kind of to give them the the, the general knowledge of uh, like, it's not the opium, right? So let, let just don't jump in straight away and just don't put all your uh, pocket money into Bitcoin. But first learn about it, read about it. You can set up a, a, a lightning network wallet uh, and to get some pocket money from your parents. So really also cover the basic mistakes that the newbies are doing, the risks involved, so that uh, it will be really kind of looked at from both sides uh, and it will not be just like, let's push it to everybody. Cool, man. I'd love to get my hands on that that English copy of the methodology because uh, I would I would love to be able to do uh, like a nano course on this on my kids online school. Um, GalileoXP.com. I don't know if you've, if you go back and listen, actually, this, this episode will light you up. Find my episode with uh, Vlad Stan. He's the CEO of um, mm -hmm. Galileo, okay. which is an online self-directed education platform. So that's what my kids are on. I, I heard that in, and... in one of your podcasts, but I didn't research it yet. And I will, it sounds really cool. In fact, you, we'd love to, if you, if you would be interested would love to perhaps talk to you about coming on and teaching the course yourself with with your own material uh from the bitcoin money book um the kids would love it i've already done a few sessions with some of the kids on there and actually with the parents oh. because everyone's asking everyone's yeah. asking about bitcoin right the, some of the facilitators on the site they want to be paid in bitcoin mm -hmm. so it looks as though the company at some stage will move to a bitcoin standard <laughs> Uh, so we will have a decentralized school running on a Bitcoin standard, teaching, yeah. you know, giving giving the opportunity for facilitators around the world, wherever they live, to earn insats and do what they love, teach, uh, and teach the the subject matter that is dear and near to their heart. Right? It's, there's no there's no curriculum to follow. Yeah. Uh, anybody can come up and uh, pitch an idea. I want to teach the kids about this for a month or two. Mm -hmm. and bam away you go it's Man. um it's incredible it's the future and uh, it's i can see you're smiling ear to ear it so it's wonderful. definitely it sounds wonderful <laughs> like count me in count me in definitely when i translate the, the methodology let's do it together yeah 100 percent. would love to it'd Perfect. be uh, a great thing to do and part of your 100 million <laughs> we amazing. could we could we could tick off a few tallies there. Yeah. I've got a few other products here, um, projects that are being worked on in the space to teach kids about money and about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you've seen them yet. So uh, I'm going to do some unofficial shills here for um, Sats Ledger, which is made by um, at MTC BTC. Are you, you're not in your head. So you've seen these guys before? Of course, definitely. I wanted to contact the guys uh, and to do a Slovak translation. But I didn't have time yet for that because of the, the crowdfunding and all the translation of the Slovak book. And it's definitely on my to-do list. And I already also uh, ordered Shamori. The, the, yes, I believe Scotty. that you have it there as yeah, well. Yeah. Yes, I was yep. 
<laughs> and that's a great thing. Actually, uh, the, I think Scott is behind it, right? Um, Scott Sibley is the, yeah. the, the maker of Shamari. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he wrote me, actually, when I was tweeting in March about uh, the, the preparation of the book, of the translation, he sent me a message on Twitter about uh, that we can do some cooperation. And just this morning, I found that message when we were kind of messaging together, I found it in a other folder. So I replied to him like, I definitely want to translate it as well and, and use it as part of the education here in Slovakia. So uh, yeah, definitely, that's, that's a great stuff. And I was playing the game with my girlfriend and we liked it a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Keep a very close eye on that Twitter account. There's going to be something else dropping very soon. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. For kids. Super, super amazing. And it's a very, very cool project. And it will be another thing for you to translate, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of work how, to do now. <laughs> how, how is that process? Because this is something many people around the world listening in um, are probably very cognizant of. If, if they're living in, if they speak English, they understand English, um, a good grasp of English, but they're living in foreign countries. It's another challenge for them to go and educate their their friends and family or peer group, whatever, about Bitcoin. If there's hardly any material to to share with them, yeah. uh, I had a Brazilian guy on the show, and he said, you know, it's it's tough. Like there's there's nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Translating is hard work. I'm assuming. I mean, I I know because I spent the last four or five years trying to understand and read and learn French. And it's mm-hmm. difficult. It's not <laughs> literal. There's yeah. nuance, uh-huh. uh, tons of nuance. It's not like, you know, you just replace this word with that word. So what's that process like for you? Well, I'm also, I'm not a born translator. I was just doing it from passion. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of uh, things to be corrected. And, and I have my friend Gabika who's helping me out with corrections of the book so that's I'm, I'm kind of checking it and, and I translated it in a way that it uh, should make sense also in the technical terms and Gabika is helping me out with like the stylization or, or the wording and so on and but you are completely right in a way that it's difficult when you don't have the materials and this is why I like I really want in this journey to 100 million educated people, I really want to support the local educators. I do not want to create like one huge platform with everything, but I can see like the power of decentralization in education as well. And I can see it, for example, we here in, let's call it Czechoslovakia, because we still kind of uh, are like brothers together with Czechs. There is this uh, Bitcoin channel called Bitcoin channel in, in Czech, Czech language, Bitcoin of a canal, which is the largest YouTube channel around here about Bitcoin. He has more than 50, I believe more than 60,000 subscribers already. He's doing it super professionally, all the graphics. He's like, he's amazing with video editing and everything, but like it wouldn't like these people that, that got into that wouldn't even subscribe to some English channel because it's not connected to them, right? But since Jakub is is really like guy from here, he's informal guy, you know, he's amazing. And this is the reason why he really got this uh, got this audience. And I believe this should happen in every country, in every environment. Um, so my goal is to 
support these local educators. So first of all, get some money <laughs> and or, or like I, I really want to do a foundation where we can channel this money from from the guys like Square Crypto or or exchanges or or Swan Bitcoin and, and channel this money into local educators, translating the really good sources, um, building infrastructure, uh, kind of educating the educators, right? Because I, I believe this is really crucial. There are There is a lot of people around the world who are keen on Bitcoin and would love to contribute, just like you said, but they don't know how, they don't have materials. If we help them out, if we show them like, what they can use in their local language, maybe how to set up a YouTube channel, uh, how to communicate Bitcoin properly, um, how to do PPTs and, and other stuff. I believe this is a, an amazing way how to, in a decentralized way, help to spread out the message of Bitcoin and uh, the revolution that it's, it's, it's bringing. And uh, what a good project I like is uh, Hello Bitcoin. I, I, I don't know if you, if you know about this, uh, this project. Uh, hello, Bitcoin. It's uh, just give me a second. I will just find it on a Twitter because it's a, like pre open source PPT that you can download, translate to your needs and, and go to some event to explain Bitcoin in a like a non uh, aggressive manner and like in a in a, in a normal uh, friendly way. Uh, Hello. Is it Bitcoin. at Hello Bitcoin? Cash remittance powered by the Bitcoin network? That doesn't um, sound right. I'm checking. Hello underscore Bitcoin. Yeah. Hello underscore Bitcoin is a Twitter is a Twitter handle. I think yeah, this is it. Right, it's got the orange hand. Okay, yes, yes, now. yes, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I was. Uh, I was with the contact with Matt Bales, who is like the, the project lead and the creator of the initiative. We had some uh, we had some chats, we had some discussions, and uh, he's also a keen and enthusiastic Bitcoin educator. So I recommend people to check Hello Bitcoin and uh, check out the presentation. And he's he right now started to kind of put a lot of energy into the project, um, so that it will be it will be going forward a lot. Awesome, man. Always love finding these new sites and, and Twitter accounts. And uh, I've just found the uh, uh, the website is hellobitco.in. So uh, hellobitco.in. You're right. You're right. That's yeah. the website. That's the website. Yeah. I'll put these in the show notes as well. Uh, excellent. So if anybody is out there now thinking about, I should translate Michael's book. What What was the I mean, he, he, I'm sure he sounds completely open to, to people getting in touch with him. And, and, you know, was there anything, well, what can you advise people to do that, uh, that might be sitting there thinking, damn, that sounds awesome. I should translate that into my language. Well, definitely going forward with that. And, uh, the process looked like I contacted, uh, I contacted, uh, um, uh, Michael. Actually, I contacted him with my friend Martin, who pointed me to the to the resource. So we both kind of got involved in the first place. But Martin got some other projects to go for, so that uh, I bought the rights in the end by myself. So we contacted him and uh, we told him like we would love to create this Slovak translation. And I think 
when I got into contact with him, I already got the translation done. So uh, if I remember correctly, I first done the translation and then I contacted him if we can buy the rights and continue with that. So uh, he was he was excited about that. And he was really, really um, excited, like giving us the, the, the rights for like small amount of money, let's say. And uh, we first thought like, oh, we need to pay some royalties and it will be hard to kind of do the reporting, how many books we printed and stuff. And he said like, guys, forget about the royalties. Here is the one price, lifetime, and just work with the book and spread it. And I was like, wow, man, that's amazing. So the process was really smooth. We signed, uh, we signed a document online together. And yeah, since the day, like I pushed forward with the book. So Michael was really open to help. Uh, he's he's uh, retweeting when I tweet about the book. So he's supporting a lot. Um, and uh, I already got some people interested in the English book because they have some educational uh, activities here in English in Slovakia and they would love to have the book so I'm pointing them to the English source all the time. And that's awesome. So I want to ask what what do you think since you've been um, you know down the rabbit hole and, and interacting with Bitcoin what's changed about you the most? Hmm. I think how I changed this is how I look at value in, in, in general. Um, like I really stopped buying stuff. I started to sell some things. And every time I'm thinking like, do I really need this? Like, do I really need to buy that? Do I really need to support the consumption? I kind of started to live more minimalistic life. We also had a challenge with my girlfriend to kind of throw out a lot of things so that in the end we just ran around the whole house, the, the whole flat and kind of looking at everything that if we can throw it out or not. So kind of we eliminated almost everything that needed to be thrown away, <laughs> clothes and, and like various stuff from kitchen and, and whatever. So I really changed my perception of, of value and what is and what is not valuable. I started to value my time much more and started to kind of think about what should I dedicate my time to and if it if it makes sense. Um, these were these were like the most crucial part and, and I really found myself again, if I can say it this way, because the freedom all the time kind of was inside of me and the, the, the passion for teaching. But in a in a company that I started five years ago with my friends, uh, we were doing workout constructions so kind of like the the outdoor gyms for people and it was it was also a big passion for us but i was thinking still that i'm lacking this educational uh purpose and i i was searching for that and, and bitcoin it really clicked to me so bitcoin helped me to find myself and kind of describe myself for me much better so now i know like who am i what are my strengths weaknesses and how I can contribute. Um, these these are the most three most crucial things that uh, Bitcoin taught me during this journey. Do you not find that just like crazy, like a, an internet protocol can can do that to you? It is crazy. It is crazy. It's uh, like from the philosophical point of view, I, I see Bitcoin as an idea, as really as a discovery, as as uh, 
uh, as it is said, and it's something you cannot kill, right? Uh, it's something you cannot... When, when, when the gin is out of the bottle, you cannot put it there again. You cannot close it again. So it will survive and it, it will change a lot of lives around the globe. Because from what I see, people have the value of freedom somewhere in themselves. Some of them have, have, have it higher, some of them kind of deeper under some shit and stuff. But when you provide them with these ideas of, of free money without the central control, first of all, they are skeptical because it kind of pushes against some really strong beliefs that they carry. But over time, when they, when they connect with Bitcoin more and when they learn more and read more, the freedom part in themselves start to kind of rise out. And I think I didn't encounter anybody who would be against freedom, who would be against manipulation or, or who would be for manipulation, right? So like all of them are against manipulation of money and, and uh, the, the value you create. So I think it just takes time. But uh, when I compare, like I believe the fight between the legacy system, which really depends on power, and between Bitcoin is yet to come. It's it's not happening yet. It will come, I believe, maybe in two or three years. And until that day, I want to educate as much people about Bitcoin, kind of implant the freedom to their heads because the fight needed to be win uh, for the people. And it will be tough because if we bend down the knee, if we really uh, put our heads down when the government says like these coins are tamed, these are the uh, clean bitcoins and the, these are the dirty bitcoins and, and all this kind of censorship of, of blocks of transactions. If we bend the knee, the bitcoin can fail. So the power is really within our hands and how we decide to work with it. And the more of us realize this sooner, the higher chance we have in, in winning the battle and in, in making the battle shorter and uh, less violent in these terms. Because I think it will be, it will be violent in the terms that it can, it can dis like make the economy volatile as hell at that kind of crossing period. Um, so I'm, I'm really, on one hand, I'm excited of where it's going. On the other hand, some part of me is a little bit scared, but still I have the the courage and, and the balls to like just go and fight and like do as much as I can to to win. Yeah, man, it, I, I know what you're saying. And I, I think the FUD we're dealing with now is as annoying as it is. It's it's just an annoyance, yeah. really. Like all this climate change bullshit yeah, and yeah. Elon Musk and whatever else. Like, you know, actually, first of all, let, let's 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 point the finger at him, you know, for being such a dick. <laughs> first of all, like, you know, yeah. th there's people like yourself that are trying to educate kids like you. This is what you are trying to do. You, you have almost zero following in comparison. Yeah. And you've dedicated a lot of your life now, uh, the last five years or so to understanding this, getting to the bottom of it, realizing that this is something humanity sorely needs. And you want to start at grassroots level mm -hmm. with the kids and, you know, help them. Now we've got this 
I don't know how many followers he has. And he's leading people down garden paths that is going to, quite frankly, wreck a lot of families. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. It is. It's really um, unacceptable. It's irresponsible. It's 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 really shocking and uh, very sad. And it cheapens the work that you've already done. I've already done yeah. people in the space, like, you know, all of the excellent authors and writers and, you know, huge podcasters that have big followings like um, Peter and Stefan yeah. that have been doing this for such a long time. You know, it, all of that work gets unraveled pretty quickly mm -hmm. with just like th this kind of malicious behavior by, you know, these so-called influencers and important people on Twitter. And it's just annoying. But when the time does come, like you're talking about, when something critical happens in the financial system, the legacy financial system, the first thing they're going to do is swing around and point the finger at Bitcoin and say, well, it's Bitcoin's fault. This is all unraveling. That's going to be the FUD that we can have to fight big time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as you said, it's sad um, how it's unraveling and how these people with influence can, uh, yeah, they can wreck families. They can really do a lot of bad things with this. Um, I, I see that also as the opportunity to to test the the Bitcoin in in this sense and like as as it happens in 2017 with the scaling wars we tested that users and nodes are the bosses and not miners and that was a I think a great mental step towards uh, Bitcoin's success in future. And from this point of view, what Elon is doing, I can see it as really like dangerous things for many people. But on in terms of Bitcoin and, and how it can affect Bitcoin, I believe it will be in, in, in future, we will look at it from the history point of view as a, as a way how Bitcoin kind of uh, survived, even though the richest man in the world was against it or was kind of shilling some shitcoin. Um, so I, I see it as a, as, a, as a nice way of, of kind of testing the redundancy of the system and testing that Bitcoin is a true honey badger. Mm, let's see in, in one or two years, um, I think we will be pointing fingers to, that, to this moment and showing newcomers that look, even the richest person in the world couldn't fuck up with Bitcoin. And this is like the true uh, nature of the system. Yeah. I could well be, mate. There could well. There, there, there just seems to be an endless line of people willing to, you know, pin themselves to the stake. Recently, it's just unbelievable. Every day, there's another one of these so-called big names that want to come out and hang their reputation on the legacy system and completely denounce Bitcoin. It's crazy. It is. It really is. is. It is, and. Uh... We cannot do anything with it in terms of the regulation, right? We don't have the, the regulation as the state has so that he can ban something. We need to really work our asses off with education to kind of switch the system. And, and well, many people will get burned. Uh, like I got emails every week uh, from people that got scammed, uh, that lost thousands of euros on, uh, on various Bitcoin scams. And I cannot help them. It's it's really sad for me, um, but many people will get burned, and some of them maybe need to get burned 
uh, this time so that they will not get scammed the next time with much bigger money. Um, it would be amazing if, if nobody got scammed, but it's we are living in a world where it will be happening. What we can do is push education so we will lower the numbers of, of people getting wrecked and scammed. I hope that in five to ten years the newcomers, the, like the the next class, like let's call like 20-30 class of Bitcoin newcomers will have all the necessary knowledge like at a matter of hand and, and they will see kind of the Bitcoin from a different perspective that, that these newcomers are seeing. So let's let I want to do as, as much as I can to kind of help this this shift. Yeah. Well, every day there's more and more people come to Bitcoin. It's a tide you cannot turn back, mm -hmm. basically. It's um, so I want to ask you about in, in your profile. You, you mentioned as well, um, Parallelnapolis, and I can never say that word. <laughs> yeah. and fucking Max Hillebrand. Yes. I blame him for. Uh, <laughs> I blame him for bringing bringing these guys to my attention because uh, he he does a lot of work with them as well. Yeah. And um, I was uh, partly it was last year wasn't it? yeah it was last november that he did like the, the 72 hour live stream you know uninterrupted uh it was an amazing yeah. project uh so yeah what, what's your involvement there and uh if you if you could explain a, a little bit about you know what this group is and mm -hmm. yeah their, their belief well uh the belief of pearl police is that basically we have three ways how to change things the first way is to go into the current government system and change it from the from the inside the second thing is or the second approach is to go out and protest and shout out so that the guys up there will change something but the third approach is to build a parallel solution and this is like the idea behind parallel police we want to like experiment with parallel solutions in terms of economy or money like like bitcoin in terms of uh, physical products like 3d printing in terms of uh, um, of art like creating art without the grants from the state and so on so the whole idea is helping people kind of raise their personal freedom and show them tools and approaches how they can uh, rise up their 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 personal freedoms. So these are these are the approaches that we are kind of uh, kind of doing. And I got involved in in Parallel Police somewhere around 2017 or 18, where I met one of the founder of of the Czech Parallel Police, Juraj Bednar, and we we met related to education because I was uh, doing one educational project for schools. It was not related to Bitcoin at the time, but uh, like general uh, life skills. He was interested in that and he told me more about Parallelopolis. And since the time he told me about it, I've, I was like, man, I want to be part of that. And at that moment, the only Parallelopolis was in Prague in Czech Republic. And I was one of the co-founders with the rest of the team of the Parallelopolis in Bratislava. So we were running a space where we had like three parts, the cafeteria, the, the, the crypto only cafeteria where, where you cannot pay with fiat. 
the second part was, part was like uh, Institute of Crypto Anarchy that I was kind of running, which was responsible of events on various uh, freedom topics. And the third part was uh, a co-working space, a small small co-working for, for people. And it was an amazing experience because I also did a, a barista uh, certificate or workshop there so I was working from time to time as barista Lauren could have come down yes yes Lauren is <laughs> Lauren is uh, is welcome to come and it was amazing to encounter people from all the age groups and and backgrounds because for, uh, most of the people who came already knew about us and came they already had Bitcoin or, or crypto to pay with but from time to time they there came a person that just had no idea what this black building is. They came in and they asked like, okay, I would like to have a coffee. And we told them like, well, yeah, we are doing an amazing coffee, but the only way how you can pay is with Bitcoin or crypto. And the guys, some of them were like turning away and just walking out. But some of them, they said like, well, it's interesting. So help me out to, to do it. And the barista, uh, was was taught to kind of set up a Bitcoin wallet for the person. We had Bitcoin ATM in the space. So in 10 minutes, the person was ready with their Bitcoin or Litecoin wallet to pay for pay for the coffee. And the experience they got hands on was like something you cannot read from the books. And many times the people start to come. I encountered one person that was, I was doing barista one day and here came like an old grandpa like really really old small guy with a gray hair with like barrett on the, on his head he came in and i was already thinking like oh my god i need to explain him that he cannot pay with euros and he will just turn away and walk away and i told him like well here you can pay only with bitcoin and he said of course i have it i was like what I started to get into conversation with this with this man and he told me he's 73 years old. He's a ex-banker, he was working in a bank. And when he left on uh, on retirement, he got into technologies. And right now, he's like he was working with Bitcoin and kind of he was excited about it. And he told me one sentence that I will never forget and I, I'm repeating to my clients is that he told me like working with Bitcoin for him is much easier than working with the banking apps. And when this is said by a 73-year-old person, man, it changes everything. So we had these amazing encounters in Parallel Police in Bratislava and it was a wonderful place to meet. Really amazing design, amazing community behind it. Uh, before Corona came, we closed down because of, uh, of the close down of everything. And uh, right now we are thinking about opening up again but in a more decentralized way uh, with uh, shipping containers. So we're searching for place where to put them and kind of uh, thinking about all the logistics, almost the same as in Berlin with uh, Smuggler and, uh, and the community around him. They already get this kind of hackerspace made of uh, shipping containers. So this is like the, the journey of Pearl Police here. And well, a lot of people came and, and a lot of people got uh, orange built this way by really experiencing good coffee and paying with Bitcoin. And we accepted lightning about more than two years ago when it was really experimental. You, you could already, you could already pay with lightning. 
And one of our members, Martin Habosciak, he is also contributor to Lightning and he developed a concept of turbo channels, which is already implemented in Phoenix Wallet and I think in Breeze as well. And he, he's kind of like the, the creator of this concept. So the community around here is, is simply amazing. And the Czech Parallel Pool is the same. Like people around that, amazing guys to, to spend time with. Man, you guys must have been pissed when the lockdowns come. You know, this is against everything that you stand for, right? This, well, is, um, this is the freedom thing. It's true. It's true. But on the other hand, uh, for us, it was like the final, let's call it like a nail into the coffin because we weren't happy in the space uh, we were in because of the owner of the space. We had like a bad uh, relationship together and we already wanted to do this decentralized concept of shipping containers. So we had it in our mind for a few months. And when the Corona came, we were on one side, not happy with that. But on the other, it was like, okay, now is the time. Now is the time to close this first chapter and to open up the second chapter when the time comes. So uh, it was kind of mixed feelings with that. How long did the lockdown last for you guys there? Wow, it was like uh, ups and downs. It was they were opening up and closing down. It's crazy around here with all the regulations, uh, like because the new government came just before or like when the lockdown comes in the March last uh, last year, and like it's pretty shitty around here. But I take politics as a, like a just obstacle to, to to kind of move around, and I don't which news I don't I don't care mainly about what's happening here in terms of, of, of politics and stuff but uh, yeah it's it's more difficult to meet right now but we still find the ways how to do it uh, we, we are living uh, in the online space right now with the community we did we are doing some online events um, so the community lives but yeah it slowed down a bit as well because the people got other projects to work on we are still a non-profit um, so all of us were kind of the, the volunteers and enthusiasts uh, contributing. Now, you mentioned Bitcoin ATMs. I am yet to even see one. Like, uh, I know I live very rurally here in, in France, but I've, you know, when I was allowed to travel, I've been around cities, many, many of them. Um, is there, a, can you apply to to install one somewhere? What What's the, how does it work? Who, who do you go to, to, um, maybe there's other Bitcoiners out there thinking, this is awesome. I've got a space. I can put a Bitcoin ATM in there and I can help people understand it and set them up very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. What, um, yeah. Did you have any advice around that? Well, it's not that easy to set it up. Uh, first of all, it costs a lot of money. Like when you want to have like the two way ATM that uh, you can also buy and sell Bitcoin, I think it costs around three to 5,000 euros, just the machine. And then the pain starts because you need to do all the handling of the cash and and kind of putting it, in, putting it into the bank and just going into the uh, exchange, transferring Bitcoin. So in terms of logistics, it's quite a nightmare. Um, we have about four or five operators in Slovakia. So we have around 50 ATMs or 30 to 50 ATMs in Slovakia. So it's quite a lot. Um, but in terms of uh, kind of setting up a new one for somebody fresh, it's kind of pain. What I recommend is, for example, I started to build uh, like a pocket ATM for Lightning Network. 
that is open source project you can you can order uh, elements or, or these modules for about 80 euros and build it by yourself and there is also an amazing Czech project called Bleskomat which uh, is also an open source way how to build a lightning ATM and we were using it on events with Parallel Police where people put uh, coins in they got some uh, satoshis and they pay with their lightning wallet. It was super easy to onboard people with this. So if there is somebody who really like wants to put it in their cafeteria or just like that, I would recommend going first with the with the pocket versions with the eight with lightning ATMs because the the big one it's really difficult. I was in contact with uh, one girl or lady from Lebanon because I wanted to kind of help them to set up their first Bitcoin ATM because from what I heard, they have, they don't have any. But in terms of legislation, it's impossible to do that right now. So this the, the legislation process is it's pain everywhere because banks are kind of banning the, um, the cash limits. Um, there are new AM, AML regulation on the, the amount of cash that you can kind of put in on one transaction and so on. So it's, it's kind of tough, but in Slovakia, we have really good prices for buying in ATMs. Like the lowest fee is about 2%. From what I checked in various other countries, it's like five plus. And I have some clients in, uh, in Australia, where in Brisbane, there is just, I think one ATM and the fee is about 11%, which is super high. So uh, all the newbies in Slovakia, I, I kind of pointing them into the ATM because it's a way how to buy Bitcoin non-KYC, how to do like a self-custody when you put it into your blue wallet or treasure. And uh, it's, it's a way how to stack sets anonymously, which is what I, uh, what I kind of believe in and, and try to push into the society. So yeah, that's the ATM, but for, the, for somebody who wants to set it, yeah, uh, it's a pain, <laughs> it's a pain. Okay. All right. And uh, last question, um, because I've seen you're, you're working with uh, Luco as well, Luco Poletti, and uh, auctioning some of his artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, Luco was a really great help of us. Uh, my friend Martin, the Bitcoiner from, from Slovakia, who kind of pointed me to the Bitcoin money book, he's an amazing guy, and he was in contact with Luco. And what he did was he translated the posters into Slovak language, and he printed them out and put it to the bus station in front of National Bank of Slovakia when we had like 12 <laughs> years anniversary of, of white paper. So uh, we crowdfunded money for, I think, two or three weeks of these posters being there. And it was it was amazing projects like how to um, celebrate this 12th anniversary of white paper. And then uh, when he saw all my work behind uh, the book. He told me like, Dushki, look, here, you, here are the posters. You can put them into the auction and whatever you get from that, use it for the books. So we did an auction in the Bitcoin uh, group, the Czechoslovakia Bitcoin group, and we raised 11.5 million Satoshis for four posters, which is amazing. And from that, hundreds of books uh, are being bought right now and sent to schools. So it was a huge contribution from Martin and, and from Luco that he that he kind of helped us to uh, was willing to translate this uh, or, and put this translation into the into the graphic form. Well, 
That's excellent. I just love the way this community can come together and work together and uh, everything is so like, you know, he, he could have charged you for that, but no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't care. Same with Michael, right? He doesn't care. He just wants the word out there. You know, mm. the, the, there's so much free work being done in the space just to spread the education and it's only going to get more and more, especially as what's happening now and a big shout out to Nathan from at Bitcoin of Jobs mm -hmm. that the work he's doing. Um, People are freeing themselves from their fiat nine to five life. And they're going to look to give back in the space and they want a job at these Bitcoin companies, right? They're, they're not, some of these guys could be aged between 25 and 45. Mm -hmm. you, you have so much left to give. And if you unleash that amount of people that have the passion around Bitcoin and are allowed to be creative, because generally in a nine to five fiat job, you cannot be creative. Yeah. You have to follow the processes and uh, the regulations of whatever sector you're in, all of a sudden, bam, you can find yourself at a Bitcoin startup and just be given free reign to, you know, do, you know, what, what the, uh, what Jack's doing with the, uh, the memers on, on Bitcoin, you know, yeah. lightning strike meme team, <laughs> <laughs> just go to fucking town guys. And like the, 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 the stuff that's coming out is just unbelievable. Yeah. I don't, it seems like a, uh, a bit of a, maybe silly thing to say but i don't see how we lose yes uh that's true like the the the, the manpower and uh, like the passion power behind this idea it's it's wonderful it's amazing it's unprecedented so but we still cannot lose the focus and and kind of just uh, uh just just float around uh, i think we need to build we need to educate and we need to debunk the myths about Bitcoin. Like there's a lot of work to be done, but yeah, it's uh, I'm also super positively charged with uh, with winning this fight in long term. That's what the laser eyes are all yeah. about, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a meme laser eyes to 100K, yeah. but you know, laser eyes mean different things for different people. And uh, for you, it's clearly education. Mm, totally. All right, man. Well, if you had one orange pill left to give, who would you give it to and why? Um, one orange pill left to give. Huh. I think I would give it to my father because we are still kind of leading debates and he's kind of opening himself up to Bitcoin, but he's still really, really into this everything needs to be run by state who would build roads and all this stuff so <laughs> that's the one orange pill i would give him and uh, then we can lead bitcoin conversations while sailing on a boat together that that's awesome the, the roads one is a funny one yeah it's, uh, it's... <laughs> i had i had this one the other day um with uh with a french family and um i said uh you know when you when you go out driving in france what are the what's the what's the best experience you have you know the, the cleanest roads the flattest roads the absolute you know the best they're all lit and they're all like well the toll roads i'm like right mm -hmm. the privately owned roads yeah, right yeah. that are built like you know and they're like oh i said what about all these roads around here that are full of potholes completely shit aren't lit don't even have white lines down the middle mm -hmm. people are driving off the road in the fog what about those roads and when they get fixed all they do is just throw down they they, they put some cones out yeah. They throw down a bunch of shitty gravel and then they put a sign up that says gravel yeah. because someone's windscreen is going to get smashed. <laughs> it's so shit. Yeah. 
and but they've got lifetime contract from a government that just doesn't give a one care yeah they don't give a care yeah. and the, the penny suddenly dropped for them it's like all oh, right yeah okay yeah that that does make sense mm-hmm. um but yeah as as for your dad it's pretty funny that you know the story we've begun this this podcast with you telling the story of you sitting down at like the kitchen table, your dad standing over you to the point of tears because he wanted to drum math into you. You've now switched that. You're going to have to sit him down and just drum Bitcoin into him until he just cries with, uh, you know. <laughs> so he's like, listen, I owe you one, dad. And this is this is a complete role reversal. Turning the tables. Yeah, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> All right, Matt, where can people come and find you? Because I'm sure a lot of people have listened to this and have been um, fired up with your with your message and want to reach out and, and help out in any way they can or bring your attention to other projects that they are building to, to help educate kids. So what's the best way to find you? The best way would be on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Dusan, D-U-S-A-N underscore Matuska, M-A-T-U-S-K-A. Um, and I'm kind of slowly getting into Twitter. I, I didn't use it for a long time, but right now I start to put more Bitcoin content there and, and I want to kind of network with people, reach out with, with other Bitcoiners. So that's the best way how to connect. Excellent. Well, is there anything we didn't touch on before we close this one down? Huh, maybe there is a lot of things, but let's leave it on some other episodes, maybe in future. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, do, do you have? Do you not have a YouTube channel which you want to point people towards? Well, uh, I do. I don't call it a YouTube channel very much because uh, I'm not the YouTuber as as many others are. I'm putting content there mostly in Slovak. That's the way because uh, right now most of my audience is, is Slovak uh, audience, so that's why I don't put a lot of English content there right uh, right now. But slowly over time, maybe I I start or maybe I create another channel for that but i just do it to kind of uh, have the content there put people into videos that can help them out but uh, i'm not the youtuber i'm i'm mostly focused on on one-on-one consultations and i have many newbies kind of approaching me and uh, we are kind of i'm having with them i call it bitcoin masterclass like a three hour really deep sitting where we set up trezor where we set up blue wallet we go over Bitcoin history and 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 uh, parameters and and features of with with how to buy Bitcoin the the proper way without KYC and so on. So this is what I mainly do. That's why I don't have time to <laughs> to kind of uh, build the YouTube channel. I'm more on the, like the the personal uh, personal education. That that's what I like much more. Cool. So if anybody does want that personal education, they can find you on Twitter and, and go from there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Cool, brother. Great to great to get to meet you. I look forward to working more with you in the future. I'm definitely interested in, you know, reach out to me once you've got that methodology written out and we'll approach Galileo together and um, introduce you to, uh, to Vlad and we'll, we'll figure out uh, hopefully sometime this year to, to set a, uh, a course up and, uh, and teach the kids on that. That's perfect. Daniel, that's perfect. I'm really keen on and, and looking forward for that. All right, brother. Take care. Have a great day. Yeah, bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Dusan, for one, 
coming on the show and two for everything that you are doing to help kids understand bitcoin and just teaching them math and whatever it else it is that uh, that you've been doing you, you you clearly have an absolute gift for this kind of work you've you've fallen into exactly where you need to be in life and you can embrace bitcoin and your passion for teaching to leverage your skills in such a way that it's going to make such a huge difference to so many people in the future and like uh, wow super low time preference you can see it so clearly thanks so much for coming on and sharing your vision and please guys if you've listened to this and you've been inspired reach out uh, you know at least give it an insta follow and a retweet this and, and help dusan in his mission or if you've got any ideas for him dm him reach out and and help him build it's uh, very very exciting now before we sign off please make sure you have control of your coins i know i keep going on about this and so do the other guys that have picked up the sponsorship from shiftcrypto.ch use forward slash bitten you will get a five percent discount but it's so important you take control of these coins we've seen a lot of manipulation in the last month and people have been shaken out of positions or just FOMO'd out of it and that's just not a great place to be you know who to stack with by now it's CoinFloor in the UK it's Swan Bitcoin in the US and it's Relay across Europe use forward slash bits and for all of those guys thank you so much for listening catch you on the next show